Welcome to the Be About Being Better podcast, where we help people make evidence-based, sustainable, small changes for their health that compound into huge shifts towards a better, more vibrant life. I'm your host, Abby Stacier, a health and life coach, future registered dietitian, a master's graduate from Columbia University, and a certified intuitive eating counselor. And I believe that we can't make lasting or meaningful change single-handedly, so I'm so happy that you're here so that together you can see that a diet-free, sustainable lifestyle is possible, and you can leverage that to live a better life. And remember my disclaimer, this podcast is meant to give you general information and it's not meant to substitute or replace medical advice, a diagnosis, or service treatment. Hello, hello, y'all. This is my first recorded podcast episode as an official registered dietitian. Like I am so excited. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Y'all, the amount of messages, the amount of prayers, the amount of encouragement and support that I have gotten on this journey from y'all, I, I truly am speechless and I am so grateful. I'm like going to get emotional right now. Um, I There was just such an outpouring of support. Thank you so much. For those that have been there since the beginning, and there are many of you that have been there since the beginning, like when Be About Being Better first started and when I first started my master's program, like y'all know I was trying to be out there avoiding four years of school, not going to medical school. And here I am now, it just ended four years of school. Um, you all know how difficult it has been trying to keep up with my business, my physical health, relationships on top of being in school full time. It has not been easy and I've learned so much throughout the journey And I realized I'm very good at being busy, but I am very much looking forward to not being in school full-time and just diving headfirst back into Be About Being Better, back into my business full-time and to get some of my time back. Oh, I'm just, I'm so excited. And I'm so excited to officially be a registered dietitian so that I can fully serve y'all. And that's why I wanted to bring Cassandra Lepore onto the podcast today. She works for All Access Dietetics and I'm an ambassador through them. And it's a company that helps future registered dietitians, RDs, to be really just optimized and be successful on their journey, every stage of the journey before they apply to programs to get their required courses while they're in graduate school, while they're in their internships, matching for internships and everything with the exam. Like they just, they truly do it all. So I wanted to bring her on today. And this episode is going to be applicable for. RDs to be in future registered dietitians or people that are maybe considering this career path. And also y'all that are just in my g- general audience that don't, don't want to be a registered dietitian, but maybe want to work with a registered dietitian and feel like you need some health support down the line. So we're going to be talking about, okay, what is the difference between a nutritionist and a dietitian? In this episode, we talk about what are the benefits to seeing a dietitian? Um, and then we'll dive into some RD to be specific things, you know, our best tips for studying for the exam, stuff about the internship and just stuff about the journey and some exciting events coming up. So definitely check out the show notes because there's going to be a ton of links, but it's all for your benefit. And if you want to work with me now that I'm officially a registered dietitian, it means I can really provide that medical nutrition therapy. And in the episode, we'll get into what that is more specifically, but I can take on, you know, 
people that have chronic health conditions, and I am licensed now to be able to provide you specific nutrition advice for those chronic health conditions. And so we're in the process of doing a huge revamp of the Be About Being Better website. So I'll talk about which conditions I am specifically taking on. Um, But I also have I'm open now to a whole network of different specialists. So if you have something that I don't specialize in, I can connect you with another dietitian that can. And we are in the works of aligning with different insurance companies. It's a lot of paperwork, a lot of bureaucracy, but this has been highly requested by so many of you over the years. Can you please take insurance? Can you take it? And I was like, I can't yet, but we are on the way. I am actually filing the paperwork. Um, this afternoon, after I get done recording with this, I got my last uh, piece of paperwork notarized. It was my first time getting something notarized. I was like, adulting, I love it. Um, oh, so just, that just felt so good. So we are in the process of aligning with the insurance company. So by the end of the year, we should be able to do that. It takes forever to hear back from them, but um, but it'll be worth it the end, make our programs and my counseling much more accessible and we're revamping what our programs look like. So, so many amazing things will be about being better on the horizon. So I appreciate y'all being here on the journey and, and supporting me and and not giving up on me and believing in me and it's just all the prayers. Thank you all so much. I really, I really felt it. I, I struggled during the RD exam. It was, I'm literally here by the grace of God. Um, so I appreciate your support and your prayers and Let's dive into this episode with Cassandra Labor. All right, all right. Y'all, welcome back to the Be About Being Better podcast. I am so excited to be joined by Cassandra Lapore. Cass, thank you so much for joining the podcast today. Thank you for having me, Abby. Such a pleasure. I'm a huge fan of you. I loved working with you and I just love everything you do. I'm so happy that you passed your exam and you're a dietitian now. I feel like we have to do a little congratulatory little intro here for you because you passed your exam on the first try and I'm so happy for you. Girl, thank you so much. I really appreciate you saying that. I literally could not have done it without all access. And I appreciate you being here too, because you're like the face of all access dietetics. I'm like also fangirling right now. And I'm happy that being an ambassador for them has brought us closer together. And yeah, we actually like have a friendship now versus just, you know, professional. So I appreciate that. Of course, awesome. I'm happy to be here. Oh, well, for our audience to get to know you a little bit too, want to dive in with our classic question. What is something that you've been through in your life? that now at the time was really hard, was definitely an obstacle, but now hindsight's 2020, you're on the other side of it. And you're actually really grateful that you went through that experience because it changed you for the better. What is that something that you've been through? Yeah, nothing really, there wasn't a specific moment that happened in my life, but there was definitely a period in my early twenties where I struggled with self-love and loving Mm -hmm. myself. And I put a lot of pressure on my external relationships, so my family relationships, friendships, and romantic relationships, and I never really realized that I had to love myself first and that it takes an entire process and it takes a long time and it's a journey to grow into self-love. So nothing really specific happened, but it was just the journey to becoming a dietitian and a lot of the pressure there and focusing on my professional career. And I never really just took time to invest in me and who I am outside the field of dietetics and who I am outside of my friendships and family members and everything else going on in my life. Like, who is Cassandra really? 
And I really struggled with that and started looking into it more and just working on me and loving myself. So I definitely think that was probably the hardest thing that I had to go through. Mm -hmm. And now on the other side of it, just turned 25 and I am a lot more, let's say, experienced in the self-love area than a lot of other 25-year-old girls out there that are still struggling. And of course, I'm still struggling too. And I think a lot of people hit that point in their life where they decide that they need to start focusing on it or something happens Mm -hmm. and they realize, you know, I need to focus on me and figure out who I am alone without anybody else. So I definitely feel like the whole journey of self-love was probably my biggest obstacle in life. Oh, that is so good. I really appreciate you saying that because, you know, I don't know if everyone, especially, you know, 25 has gone through these huge life-changing things or like a whole bunch of trauma. But if you don't have self-love, like you are going to struggle and hit obstacles later in life. So the sooner that you can learn that lesson that you can't find happiness and validation in external things. And it really has to come from the inside. The sooner that you can figure that out, the better your life, the more successful and happier you're and more fulfilled you're going to be. So that's honestly an amazing testimony. And it is so easy to get consumed in the field of dietetics and Mm -hmm. to be in our bubble. And I think most people in our field are very type A, high achieving. You have to be very disciplined or literally there's no way you can pass the exam if you are like, you know, not not dedicated and passionate. And I think that can be a slippery slope because if you are so high achieving, you can really teeter the line with perfectionism and all or nothing mentality. And that can lead to unhealthy habits and a lot of negative self-talk. So it's good that you've been able to embrace this field, but also untie your self-worth from being a dietitian and the work that you do. Absolutely. It's definitely taking me a long time to realize that my career never 100% consumes me and it shouldn't be the Mm -hmm. primary focus in my life. And there should be so many other things that you have going on that you care about and you worry about. Um, but there's a lot of career changers in the field of dietetics. You probably know this, Abby. I know in undergrad, I had 40, 50, 60-year-olds in my lab courses and in my lecture classes coming back, changing careers, wanting to become a dietitian because they had this feeling that they just wanted to help people nutritionally and have that primary focus in their life. So we know that there are a lot of career changers. Your career should never 100% consume you. Consume mm-hmm. you If you want to change jobs, if you want to pivot, Whatever you want to do, you're more than welcome to, and you shouldn't feel like your career takes up most of your life. Mm, yes, yes. And it's never too late. I was just listening to Gary Vee, um, and you know he's big in the entrepreneur space. And he, this woman, there's always people like asking him random questions, and then he'll post you know his responses to it. And this woman was like, you know, I'm... I'm 40 and I want to change careers. I think I want to be an entrepreneur, but I just feel like it's too late for me now. It's never too late. Right? It's never too late. And he's like, woman, you have like at least another 40 years. People are Mm -hmm. living longer. It's easier to be on social media now. You don't even have to leave your house. And there are so many... They always come up on my for you page, but there are so many like grandmas that just go viral and are so famous. Like you could be one it's of those true. people. <laughs> yeah, like so. There's the one grandma that I career. follow. Now she talks about date. She's single now and yes! widowed. I, I forget her name, but she's always dancing and talking about like oh something, something my ex boyfriend. <laughs> she's just living her life. 
<laughs> Living her best life. I love it. And you know what? I'm sure she's monetized TikTok because she gets so oh, many absolutely. views and has so many followers. So, hey, it is truly never too late. And we'll link up in the show notes too because I know All Access Dietetics has that document or that download with all the different careers. And honestly, that opened my eyes up to a lot. I was like, wow, dietitians can do so much. When I wasn't even planning on being a dietitian, I feel like people are asking me that a lot now. Like, oh, like, you know, what was your undergrad like with dietetics? I was like, I, I didn't, my undergrad was not in dietetics. Like I was planning on going to med school and then I started my business, which most listeners you know, know my whole story of leaving med school, pulling my applications and diving into my business. And then I wasn't even planning on being a dietitian at first. Like I went back to get my master's in nutrition and exercise physiology because I knew that my clients needed that. And it wasn't until I was meeting with my director in my master's program going over my courses where she was like, oh, you know, it's just a few extra classes and like a little internship and you could be a registered dietitian. Like, do you want to do that? And I was like, all right, sure. Like, I feel like I was signing blindly on the dotted line. Like, I had no idea. And she literally said, little internship. <laughs> she didn't even mention the exam. I didn't mention it was unpaid, <laughs> unpaid labor. Um, no, but the internship really um, was such an amazing experience. Oh, my, you know, I grew so much. And it really was helpful for the exam because I was able to pull from patient experiences with the questions. But I think you have a different story when it comes to entering dietetics. So what is your journey to getting into this field? Yeah. So I'll tell you how I first kind of landed upon dietetics. So in high school, do you did you have a Finsta? Like a fake um, I did not, but a lot of my friends did. <laughs> it was like a whole rage at the yeah. time and you would post your mishmash. Um, so I had a fake food Instagram. So I would make recipes and put my healthy snacks and everything I was eating. And I had like over a thousand posts and like 75 followers of close friends and family. Um, at the time, I definitely should have been public because probably could have been monetizing off of that from <laughs> – yeah. Eight, 10 years ago, but I was so shy and didn't really believe in social media then. Mm -hmm. So I would just post my food and I was like, wait, I enjoy this so much. Let's just make a career out of it. So I looked up becoming a dietitian. I actually knew that I had to go to an accredited program and I knew I wanted to go to school in California from New Jersey. I just grew up watching the OC and I just had to. (laughs) Had to, had to. I landed on San Diego State University. I did my DPD and bachelor's there in foods and nutrition and then matched to my master's in DI program back in New Jersey. Um, But like you were talking about job opportunities, I know you may hear this a lot or have the idea that a dietitian needs to work in healthcare or a hospital working in clinical. And I was always told that by my professors. They were like, you need to go into clinical. That is what you're all going to do. You have to start there and then you can do whatever else after. But I knew the whole time, like, "Hmm, do I need to start there? Because on social media now, I'm seeing media dietitians and entrepreneur dietitians, private practices, and they didn't go into clinical first. But it's not really what you hear, and it's not really what's recommended. But I always knew that I loved clinical, but I just, it wasn't long term for me, and I knew I Mm. wanted to do something else. So, I landed upon the media, communications, and business side of the field. And that's how we work together now, Abby. I'm the director of business development for All Access Dietetics. I think we kind of have the same RD anniversary date. I took my RD exam July 8th, and then you were around the same time. Yeah, I'm on the 10th. 
similar RD anniversary dates. Um, and I've been in RD now for almost a year, still working with All Access Dietetics. And we are just a company that helps future dietitians become dietitians. We make that journey a little bit easier. And we can talk about what you've used for All Access Dietetics and how we've been able to help you as well. Honestly, I feel like All Access is so great. Just genuinely, I um, like I mean, everything with the exam, but even before we even start talking about exam prep, and knowing how many different careers were out there and having a resource for that, having the clinical download, that was huge. Um, I think those were like the the two main things that I used before going into it. Oh, and even like learning about the different, like attending the different webinars and knowing the different types of studiers mm-hmm. and the studying pitfalls that you can fall into attending that webinar, like before going into hardcore studying when I was developing my plan earlier on in the internship was really helpful because I knew what to look out for. So I feel like All Access Dietetics wasn't just giving me the information that I needed to know, but it was teaching me how to study and how to approach my clinical rotations with a better mindset, more confidence. And it's nice to be around a community. I think if you're in a small cohort with your internship class or your DPD class, it can kind of be Isolating, you can be in a very small bubble. So it's nice to meet other people in the dietitian RD2B community that are also supporting you. Absolutely. I'm so glad that we've been able to help you. I know I used all access dietetics all the time. I seriously would not have been accepted into a program without them and all their free resources and their coaching programs. So we can talk a little bit more about that as well. If you are listening and you're interested in becoming a registered dietitian, you can head to allaccessdietetics.com. I'm sure we'll leave that in the show notes as well. Mm -hmm. And we have expert coaching available if you're applying to dietetic internships. If you want to go back to get your bachelor's, apply to coordinated graduate programs. There are many different routes that you can take to become a dietitian now. And it really doesn't have to take that long or cost you that much money because there are so many different opportunities and routes that you can take. I know that's such a gift because I paid for my master's program separately. And then I had, you know, I had to pay for the internship mm-hmm. and that was before a lot of these coordinated programs were coming out. So it honestly is getting more and more affordable now, which is good because it'll actually be covered by, you know, student loans and things like that. If you do a combined program, such a gift and you get it done in less time. Like for me, it'll be four years. I was out here trying to avoid medical school and being in school for four years. <laughs> that I ended up being in school for four years, but here we are where we are, where we are meant to be. Um, So in your opinion, Cass, like what, what do you feel like are the biggest differences between a nutritionist and dietitian? Because I feel like those are very interchangeable terms. And in your opinion, the benefits of being a dietitian and, and working with one. Yeah. So I'm sure you've heard this before. A registered dietitian can be a nutritionist, but a nutritionist cannot be considered a registered dietitian. So the word registered dietitian nutritionist, you'll sometimes see the credential as RD or RDN. It's a legally protected title. So registered dietitian nutritionists are legally allowed to provide medical nutrition therapy. And there are so many job opportunities as, as a registered dietitian. You'll get licensured if your state has licensure. Some states do not as of now, but if there is someone going around calling themselves a nutritionist and they are not accredited or registered from the CDR and have a registered dietitian credential, then they are not legally allowed to provide you MNT. And they're likely just calling themselves that. They have no evidence-based practice or guidelines that they are recommending to you. 
That's why it's very important to be up to date and you know how to look for the RD credentials when someone is on social media or trying to offer you coaching packages. And even people in the fitness space are providing meal plans, but it is only the registered dietitian, RD or RDN, that can be prescribing a meal plan. So if someone's giving you a macro breakdown and giving you, you know, whole meal plan of different recipes, technically that's illegal if they're not an RD. Exactly. Not good. So yeah, people listening, you got to be a critical consumer. Yeah, definitely not good. And um, I feel like just to clear up for people too, like the medical nutrition therapy is the nutrition advice that we would be giving you, prescribing you as if it was a medication that a doctor would be giving you for a specific health condition. So if you have diabetes, if you have PCOS, if you're at risk for heart disease, or um, if you have even IBS, IBD, you know, UC Crohn's, I'm trying to think of like what my, what my clients have, anything thyroid, like you need specific nutrition advice for those conditions. And a nutritionist is not legally able to provide that to you. Yes. And they are not given the correct education or supervised practice learning from a dietitian in the healthcare setting to be able to know how to help you in those disease states. Mm, that's so true. I mean, everything that we go through as RDs, I mean, and y'all listening that have been in my audience for a while, I mean, you know everything I've been through. The bachelor's, the master's, the 10-month internship. Oh my gosh, it was like a medical school residency. It's wild. But but we're getting exposed. We're getting the clinical experience. We're seeing mm-hmm. those, those disease states and we're getting out in the community and all those different things. So um, we're able to see things more holistically, but we have the hands-on experience over the course of years. And to even be able to apply and match with these programs, we have to take all of the science courses and, and yes. all the nutrition courses. It's insane, <laughs> truly. We have definitely seen it all. I think I've I have seen everything during my rotations. I have gotten a handful yeah. of different types of scenarios that I didn't even know half of these disease existed because they're just very unknown. And then multiple disease states on top of another. And you're like, how do I handle this nutritionally with this patient? Mm -hmm. So I truly believe like we have been through it all. We know how to handle everything that comes our way MNT wise. And we really do go through a very rigorous process. Yes. And we learn in the process too. If we don't, if we aren't familiar with that disease state. We know how to find the evidence-based knowledge to treat yes. that person. And we have access to a network of practitioners that are also licensed to do so, or maybe specialize in that area. And we just know how to be critical consumers of the research to provide the best recommendations where nutritionists aren't, aren't given that knowledge. They just don't have that background when it comes to research. Absolutely. I really just look at a nutritionist like someone just woke up one morning and said, hey, mom and dad, I'm a nutritionist. I love food. Let's help people. Yeah. And most of the time they are coaching from, and that's the other difference. A lot of them are coaching. They're not counseling. Mm -hmm. So I think that's also a difference there too. Um, Like for me, when I was in school, I really just had to stay in my lane for health coaching. I couldn't be, you know, doing nutrition counseling. There is just a lot, a lot of misinformation out there. I know Mm. in my comment section all the time, a lot of my followers love Flav City, Flav City. Do you know Flav City? mm -mm. Goes into the grocery stores and basically picks up products and say, says completely avoid these foods. And he'll, he brings his 
Yes, and he'll say completely avoid seed oil. So I have a lot of misinformation from my followers coming to me now asking me why it's okay to consume seed oils. So there are a lot of people out there, maybe during COVID, during, during the start of TikTok, that just decided that they wanted to be nutrition professionals and share what works for them, thinking that it's going to work for everybody else. And there's just, it's really scary. Yeah, it really is. Most people are coaching from their own personal experience, yes. not based on the evidence-based knowledge because they just woke up one day and they're like, I'm going to be a nutrition or I, I really like food or I had a personal experience. So now I feel qualified Compe to go help other people. Yeah, compelled. And they feel like they're qualified to, um, to counsel other people, but you're really not. And I think if I am remembering correctly, I think that specific account you were talking about that was a food shaming, anything with seed oils in it and a bunch of other foods that people can enjoy and be totally fine because all foods fit. We're also promoting alcohol and they're like, have this all natural alcohol that is a known toxin. It's like, you can't, you can't have it both ways. I can't even get into this, Abby. It's just, <laughs> there is way too much crazy stuff online. And I truly feel like us dietitians are finally coming together. And they're like, mm -hmm. how can we tackle this on social media? How can we get the credential registered dietitian out there so people know who to get their nutrition advice from? Yes, exactly. Because there's so much misinformation out there. And it's very, it ultimately does the regular person, the consumer, the person that isn't licensed as an RD, it does them a disservice because they have to sift through all of this knowledge that's out there and all the information and they're not sure what's truly right for them. So it just, ugh, it's really sad. So I guess some of the benefits of seeing an RD is that you would get this evidence-based knowledge. You yes. could trust that what you're getting is evidence-based and you can trust that this person has been through all of their science courses and truly is licensed to give you that condition-specific, disease-state-specific nutrition advice. Absolutely. I couldn't have said it better myself. Yeah. Do you feel like there are any other benefits to seeing an RD or being one? I think it's just being able to trust them and know mm. that what they're providing you with nutritional information and advice is evidence-based just to piggyback off of that. And that I think all of us becoming registered dietitians care a lot for people and have a lot of empathy. And we wanted to get into this space in order to help people because we went through it ourselves. But I think just knowing that not only do you have an expert on your side, but you also have a friend who's in your corner as a registered dietitian, mm -hmm. whereas maybe someone calling themselves a nutrition coach or nutritionist isn't really in it for your best benefit. Right, exactly. And a lot of them are just very profit-driven. Being in the entrepreneur space myself, starting in the health coaching space, it's very toxic. And a lot of people don't really care about the client. And it's really sad to see. But if someone is a registered dietitian and they're going through investing in the amount of schooling that they need to get their credential, you, you have to have a stronger why than I just want to make money. You know what exactly. I mean? And most dietitians don't even make a lot of money, you know, which there are careers where you can make a lot of money. So you definitely want to check out the download that we have so you can see the other careers that are available. But yeah, you have to have a stronger why that is patient client centered 
to make it through how grueling the education and exam process is to be an RD. So you can really trust that they are empathetic and do care. Yes. I know in undergrad all the time, my professors used to say, you don't come into this career to make money. You come into this field because you want to help other people. And of course, like Mm -hmm. you mentioned, there are so many ways that you can make money and have multiple streams of income and be an entrepreneur and do your own business. And there are so many ways to make well over six figures as a registered dietitian. And we talk about that in our Dream Jobs ebook that'll be in the show notes. But definitely you come into this field because either you went through it yourself, you viewed a family member that went through it, you went through your own trial and tribulation with nutrition, and you're truly here to help other people. Yes, exactly. Oh, so good. And I feel like a couple other benefits too, just because I'm literally in the middle of going through all the paperwork right now. So it is on top of mind, but with a registered dietitian, they could take insurance. So it can be more affordable. That care could be more accessible to you and potentially covered by your insurance plan, which nutritionist is just not covered. And it's easier for dietitians to connect with your other care providers your therapists and your doctors and everything else to coordinate your care and make sure that you have that holistic approach and that your providers are all in the know about what's going on. I just don't think health coaches or general nutritionists are really making that effort. And I don't know if like a cardiologist would really take them seriously, but they would take a dietitian seriously. Absolutely. Yeah. So definitely so many benefits to being a dietitian and also seeing one. Oh, so good. Now, when it came to the exam, uh, this is like your one year anniversary. What did you do to study? Like how much time did you take? I know there are so many people in the audience right now that are kind of wanting to know our our study tips because they're either taking it too or they will be in the next year or so. Yeah. So I studied for about two and a half to three months. I started while I was in my internship just to alleviate a lot of that stress and pressure as soon as I finished. And I wanted to be able to simultaneously apply the information that I needed to know for the RD exam to be able to critically think through that during my supervised practice rotations. So definitely recommend getting a head start on that. And I used All Access Dietetics Pass class, and you use that as well, Abby, and we'll talk about it but it is a complete RD exam prep program. You do not need to use any other outside resources. Pass class contains the Pass the Exam Prep Binder, which is a little over 650 pages, and it basically explains everything that you need to know instead of just writing everything out in bullet points. It really takes you through all the information as if this was your first time learning it. And some of that was Mm -hmm. our first time learning it because- Literally though. I never learned about fire extinguishers before in my in my life <laughs> until literally me I had the exam. <laughs> so yes, and what I like about it is as you're going through and learning the material, there are kind of like check your knowledge questions like hey, after the last couple pages that you read, did you retain that? Like write down, you know, what you recall or go back and look to make sure that you really understand these concepts. And at the end of each chapter, there are study questions with really great explanations of all the answers. So I felt like I wasn't just reading a textbook, but it was very active learning as I was going through it. Exactly. So once you're going through the information, there will be worksheets and questions throughout to be able to test your knowledge and see if you're actively applying that information to similar types of questions that you'll get on the RD exam. So it's not just giving you the information and saying, hey, you know, good luck with this information. It's making sure that you're retaining it as well. Mm, Yes. And I thought, I found it very helpful to 
also have the lectures. I, I did pay for the upgrade for that worth it. I think that was huge to not just be reading the information, but to be listening to it as well, to have the mnemonics, to like Susie just brings all of the information together with different tables. And I'm like, oh, I didn't even think about, I'm writing everything separately, but to have like all of the onset times for foodborne illnesses in one table, all the vitamin mineral deficiencies in one table. I'm like, why didn't I think to do this on my own? It's okay. You don't have to. It's right there for you. Um, and I yes. found all of those lectures to be really helpful because, you know, you go through m you go through your lifestyle, your life cycle nutrition classes in, you know, your master's program or your DPD program, undergrad, but to have it boiled down to, okay, here's what you need to know for the exam specifically and like what most commonly shows up, I found to be really, really helpful. I owe my life to those review sessions. They were the most helpful for me because I'm a visual learner and mm, I'm not really all, just an audio learner or just a being able to look at information. I need that visual component. So it has the visual, it has all the information on the slides and it has an audio component as well. So it was like the trifecta for me when learning. And I truly, truly believe that that is what helped me the most when sitting for the exam, especially based on the type of learner and studier that I am. Yeah, absolutely. I'm a visual person too. So I needed that. And I appreciated all the visuals throughout, even in the booklet portion of it, because as part of my dietetic internship, we were given the Inman guide. So I had that to compare it to. I opened it up, closed it, right? Never opened it again. Like I did not use the Inman guide. And at first I was getting kind of nervous because a couple of my friends did and they had passed before, but they didn't, you know, use all exercise text. So like they only had the Inman guide. So I was getting nervous, like, oh, should I have done that? No, I was totally fine with all exercise text resources. And the Inman guide was stressing me out because the way that it was formatted, I just, I, I, I literally couldn't read it. It was just a bunch of bullet points. It wasn't complete sentences. And I don't, I don't know. I just, I didn't, and personally, I was like, I don't know if I can trust the information on there. Like, is this the right protein range? Like, I don't know. I just I really could trust everything all Dietetics was doing. And I liked how everything was explained. I felt supported in the process. Like the first whole part of the booklet teaches you how to study and how to approach the questions and how to develop your own study plan based on are you working full-time, part-time? How long do you have until you take the exam? Is it your first time taking it? Is it your second time or your repeat test taker? All those things. So I just felt so supported in the process. It was awesome. We also have the past class community component. So you'll be able to be in an online community with everyone else using past class to study with. So you'll have the opportunity to locate a study buddy virtually and be able to meet people that way. There's also one of our expert tutors in the community giving lessons every week. And you can ask questions in there. We get so many daily questions from people studying with past class. Just what's the answer to this question? And how did you get this answer? And can somebody help me with all the different assembly lines? and whatever may have you, we get questions all the time and our tutor's in there and he will help answer them for you. So you definitely yeah. have that supportive community of everyone else using past class and everyone else going through the same exact studying process as you. Oh, so good. So good. Oh, I found it to be really helpful in going to the study halls. I thought were also helpful. And it's nice to have that community so you don't feel alone. And sometimes in your internship program or you're maybe you're in a combined master's program, it can, 
I don't know if people intend it to be this way, but because we're all colleagues in the, in the field, but I think sometimes it can get competitive. And especially if you want to stay in your area or at your hospital and get jobs. And as you're studying for the exam, you're also like applying for some of the same jobs. Like it can, it can get a little contentious um, toward, towards the end of things. So I think to be in a community that was totally separate from my internship class and totally separate from my master's program, dietitian friends, it was just totally neutral. And I was able to make friends in the community. And it was really nice because people weren't, we were not like competing against each other. It was how can we all best support each other and rally around one another that have to take this feat of an exam? Yes. I love the past class community. I'm still in there. So I see everything going on all the time. And even when I was using it, it was just nice to know that there was a place where I could ask anything to and not feel judged by my question from other people studying for your exam. And everyone's always helping each other in there as well. So they'll get in there and they'll chime in and they'll give you an acronym that they came up with to help remember something that they need to study for. So everyone is really just all in it together. Oh, I love it. Yeah, it really is so good. Like I cannot talk about it more highly. And I also think the Instagram account for all of society has was really helpful too. Like to be scrolling on Instagram and then to have a practice question pop up. I'm like, all right, well, this is my cue to get off scrolling and start studying again. But it, I don't know. It was kind of nice. Like, oh, do, do do I know these things? And those questions did come up for me, which was which was awesome. Like those topics were really helpful. So yeah. Is there anything else that you feel like we should know about all of societetics or things that y'all offer? Really, we offer everything and anything if you are deciding to become a registered dietitian. Abby, you know how much we offer. We have free resources. So we have free toolkits if you're applying to programs, if you're studying for the RD exam. We have our Dream Jobs ebook. We have events and live webinars that are all free throughout the year. So we have all that support for you. And of course, you can follow us on social, on Instagram and TikTok at All Access Dietetics. We provide practice questions, screenshot and save information for the RD exam, and a bunch of other stuff that you'll need to know on your journey to becoming a dietitian. I love it. I love it. And I think coming up most recently is the next RD to be summit. I think this is the third annual, right? It is our third annual. So exciting. All right. So what, who is this meant for? Like what part of their journey is this best for, or just all RDs to be any like keynote speakers coming up? Yeah. So it's designed for a future dietitian. So really, if you're thinking about becoming a dietitian, if you're still in high school, you're a career changer, international student, it's really for anyone who is that future dietitian or thinking of becoming a dietitian as well as new dietitians. So if you're newly in the space, for over a year or more, and you want to learn from very well-known and reputable dietitians in the space and be able to network with them, this is also the event for you. Awesome. It's going to be so good. We'll have the sign-up link in the show notes, so definitely take advantage of that, y'all. And I was one of the speakers last year and got to attend the sessions. It was so valuable and really great way to connect with all other RDs to be and kind of dip your toes into the community. So good. Yeah, it'll be happening on Monday, August 7th and Tuesday, August 8th this year. So we'll leave the link to RSVP and grab your seat. Yay. Awesome. And to close this out, Cass, what is something that you're going to personally do for your health this week to make your week better? Ooh. So I'm going on a girl's trip this weekend for my birthday in Scottsdale. And I have trouble with my screen time. So I've been trying to tell myself, let's put the phone away minimize our screen time for our health and just hang out and have quality time. 
with friends this weekend. So I think that's going to be my SMART goal to minimize my screen time by two hours every day for the next weekend. I love it. Gotta be a smart goal. <laughs> so good. Yes. Awesome. Well, Cass, thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate your time and all of your information. And uh, for RDs to be in the show notes, we'll have a bunch of resources and we will see y'all in the next episode. Thank you for having me. Hey, y'all. Thanks again for listening to the Be About Being Better podcast. I so appreciate you. If this episode made you laugh, smile, think about yourself or your life differently, in any way making your life better, I empower you to share the show with three people who, just like you, need to hear this message and have this type of transformation in their lives. I personally read all the reviews of the show and see the Instagram story shares and honestly gives me so much joy to see that our mission is making people's lives better and the reviews really do help in increasing our impact so thank you so much for taking the time to do that if you need personalized support with anything discussed in today's episode or need help creating a sustainable diet-free lifestyle take my quiz it's linked below in the show notes and that quiz will help you see which one of our coaching programs is right for you thank you so much again for listening and here's to being about being better